This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora Sam My name's Sam, and I'm the Mayor of Selwyn District. People from all over Aotearoa New Zealand and the world have chosen to call Waikirikiri Selwyn their home. From the first settlers around Te Wahora Lake Ellesmere over 700 years ago, followed by the first wave of Pakeha settlers in the mid-1800s, to the newcomers of today. Each person, each face, each voice has a new story to tell. By listening to the Faces of Selwyn podcast, you'll hear the voices and stories behind these faces and celebrate with us the diversity of our district, New Zealand's fastest growing region. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. Kia ora koutou. hello everyone, no mai haramai, welcome to the Face of Selwyn podcast. My name is Hayley Tate, and today I am here with Soon Lee and Asako. So what's hello in your national language, Soon Lee? Well, I'm from Malaysia, Hayley, and um, the national language in Malaysia is Bahasa Malaysia, and there you say salamat pagi for a good morning. Mm. Cool, and what about you, Asako? Yeah, I'm from Japan, and then we say hello, konnichiwa. Or it's a very polite way to say, so we say, ah, genki, is a probably like um, informal way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> now, I'd love for you to both share a bit about yourself and your family and how you became an artist and your passion for art. Well, I was thinking about this as we were driving in, and I was thinking how my story is kind of one of these really cool surprises. So, when I was a little girl living in Malaysia, I probably, if you'd asked me, I probably wanted like a, a metropolitan lifestyle of high-rise apartments and lots of glamour and bright city lights. And then you kind of fast forward a few years and you find me in Dunedin and I'm studying my first passion, which was mathematics. And I met my husband there and he was a chef at the time. And then you skip forward a few years again and you find us in Auckland. And while I studied maths at university, I also studied law. So in Auckland, I'm working as a lawyer and my husband, Jono, has become a banker. So we're a lawyer and a banker, and we're living in an apartment in Parnell in Auckland. And then you fast forward a few years again, and then you find us now, and we live in Darfield. And I'm an artist, um, working at making and selling art and teaching art. And my husband is a shepherd on a um, sheep station. And um, we have a lifestyle property with, like, cows and chickens and sheep and, yeah, just Nowhere near where I thought I would be at any of those other points, but what a cool surprise to have ended up here. How about you, Asako? Yep, I'm from Japan, and I'm married with a Kiwi man, and I have two kids, one six-years-old daughter and three-years-old son, and I was, um, so that was 21 years ago, I was an exchange student at Darfield High School, and my high school sent about 120 people each year, that was kind of... um, uh, to New Zealand, that's their curriculum. So then we had a survey, where do you want to go? So that survey is like, do you want to go countryside or city side? Or what do you like to do in your free time? I answered that. I like countryside, I'm a cat person, and I, I love art. And my teacher sent me QE in Selwyn. That's the first time I came to New Zealand. Yeah. Are you surprised to find yourself here today? Yes, very much, <laughs> yes, yeah. Just never have, no, I, I've never talked about myself, and, no, how I came to New Zealand, like, in this opportunity, yeah. 
So that's fascinating. So let's talk about like how you first came to Selwyn and like including the years that you arrived, the places you've lived previously and how this might be reflected in your artwork. So I've already spoken a bit about, you know, sort of leapfrogging my way through different countries and occupations to end up being here as an artist in Darfield. And when I look back at kind of how that's influenced my art, and my art practice is relatively new. I've, I've been doing it for about five years now, and I sort of say to people that I'm still figuring out how to say things with my art and eventually will figure out kind of what I want to say. But what I can see is already is how much the landscape kind of influences my art and uh, an Asian aesthetic from my background in Malaysia. But I think more more broadly, having lived between two places has this kind of interesting effect on you. And I'm sure you'd agree, Asako, that when you kind of switch between places, initially you kind of feel like you don't belong in either place, Mm -hmm. that you don't quite fit in and you haven't grown up in one place entirely, so it's not your place. And But then you kind of realise that rather than not belonging to any place, it actually kind of helps you belong to all places because you have this sensitivity to things, you have this broader perspective... And it's been really helpful for my art because I art is something that's probably easy to struggle with imposter syndrome, where you feel like because you don't go to a certain, you know, school or you don't belong to a certain crowd that maybe you can't call yourself an artist. But having that kind of confidence to just realise that I'm at where I'm at and as long as I have something authentic to say, it's it's useful and it's valuable and it's unique it has been quite a liberating thing to be able to do with my art. Would you agree? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I talk about how I came how I came to New Zealand first. I love art since I was little, especially watching Disney movie. That was my favorite thing to do and to be an animator in America is my dream when I was a teenager. So, I drew everywhere, draw out with a pencil on the school desk in textbook or and then when that school finishes, I just erase them. And that is probably my first step of you know, being an artist. And I wanted to go to art university when I was end of the high school. Once um, when I was Dunedin, I joined the art workshop, line of cut workshop. I did line of cut plant making and I thought I've never done it before, but printmaking is one of the Japanese people good at it. I just loved it. And then I looked up the um, old old fashion of uh, Japanese artists did and just fascinated. So I just often do the Japanese culture and New Zealand culture mix up kind of design. That's that how I always go, even I don't want to. Like So it's like natural to you? Yes, very much. Yeah, so even though you're not intentionally trying to draw those things in, you just keep on yes. that's where you keep on ending up. Yeah. Yeah. And I find your work just so so refreshing and it's kind of comical. It's got this Japanese quality about it, but this extra lightheartedness and cartoony quality that's mm. just funny and clever. Oh, thank yeah, you very I much. I love it. <laughs> and then while my while I'm driving in Selwyn, no, um paddocks or middle of nowhere, no, I don't need to concentrate on driving. <laughs> I just know so ideas coming up in my, my head. It's like, oh, that, that, that looks really good. Or So just I just get the bits of bits of the um, 
landscape or the image of New Zealand, you know, when I was driving and it mixed up with Japanese culture. That's that's the best part for me to do, to live in both countries. That's so cool that you can draw your inspiration from your landscapes yeah. around you and mm. also remember what it was like in Japan as well and draw on that too and bring that both aspects into your art. I think that's, yeah. that's awesome. Mm. <laughs> so what do you guys like about living in Selwyn? I like Selwyn because it's less people and they are so friendly. And then I have lots of amazingly yummy pie shops. <laughs> that's um, true. Yeah, there's a lot out <laughs> yeah. in Darfield and yes. Kiwi. yeah. And lots of kids-friendly events there. So <laughs> during school holidays, we just you know there's always events on. So we just take kids to the events. Yeah, like yeah. the ones at the library. Yeah, yeah. I, I went there. Yes, kids was enjoying and going to the bubbles. The so nano girl. Yes, program. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love the same thing about Selwyn. Mm. About how I was thinking about what I love about Selwyn, it probably comes down to this kind of three key aspects. And the first one is that one about connection, that it's just, it's so easy to connect to people and wherever you go, there's familiar faces. And I love that. And um, I mean, a good example is at the library where I think it was Trudy recommended me to you. That was how you and I contacted each other, Hayley. And the reason I met Trudy was I went along to a art and craft session she was holding at the library and she had already known about me because of the art classes I was doing with children that she worked with and also at the library you know I bump into my friend Barbara who's been really supportive of my art and um, goes to my church and my friend Matthew who goes to church there and there's lots of families that you notice that you recognize their children and when I go to big cities which I still love going to but there's that anonymity that I find quite disconcerting. I just love here that you can connect with people and particularly in times of difficulty or challenge or crisis, it's really easy to be able to support each other. I love that. And I also really like about Salwin is there's this atmosphere of intentionality about it and possibility. It feels like the people that live in Salwin have chosen to live here, have either chosen to live here because they've been here for a long time or have come to Salwin because they have an intention about what they want their lifestyle to be like and what they, their priorities are for their family and their career. And it just feels like there's this atmosphere of possibility and potential, and it's a really great atmosphere to kind of have invented myself as an artist in. And when you link back to all those connections, that's been really helpful too. So like the lots of wonderful people in Selwyn have bought my art and come along to my art lessons, either as adults or children, my church has been really supportive. The Malvern Community Arts Council like hosts Art Week, uh, which was a really good stepping stone for me going into art, and has the Tahuanui Gallery, which we're exhibiting at. Yourself, Selwyn District Council, has been really supportive of me, and um, Asako and I belong to an artist group, Selwyn Artist Collective, where we've got to... That's how Asako and I met. Yes. Uh, was through this art group, mm. and it's just... It's so conducive to just fostering really exciting possibilities and things like that. And what I also really like about Selwyn is how practical the people are and how they're problem solvers. And people just roll up their sleeves and get stuff done. And I think it's that combination of having that rural background. You've got a lot of people from a farming background and that number eight wire type thing. And then on top of that, you have a whole lot of people coming in 
from different countries and things with again with that intentionality and that self-sufficiency and again it's just been this great culture for becoming an artist and especially my art lino cutting you'll agree Asako there's a lot of problem solving yes and you know technically trying to think how to do something which mm. is just it just kind of fits in with the culture here yes mm. yeah yeah and yeah. then I I see um so after I connect joined that art club which which Sunday made last year in August and I I made a lots of friends through, through there so now I go to fish and chip shop and I bumped into the um my art, my art friend and we went fish and chips together and we had a chat and yeah I drop off my kids and I see you know, my art friend and because my son and her, her son is goes to the same class at the kindy that kind of connection is uh, um, happening to me then that's in just five years four or five years that's amazing for me so how has your art helped you connect to Selwyn no I could talk all day (laughs) (laughs) I just think art's been a really helpful way for me to um, particularly connect with our landscape I think coming from Malaysia which is a tropical country and very lush and green and hot and then um, I spent a lot of time as well in Invercargill as a child, and obviously Invercargill's a lot colder than Malaysia, but again, it's quite wet and lush and green. And then you come to Canterbury, and Canterbury just feels quite desolate sometimes as a landscape. But having spent time, you know, really looking at the landscape and trying to draw it and have a little sketchbook and um, watercolours and just even driving around with my artist eye looking at it, you really start to notice the beauty of the landscape and the the skies are just incredible and the little kind of glimpses of of foothills. And at the moment I'm working on a project with lots of trees because these trees, these kind of solitary trees, they sort of stand like these sort of sculptures in the landscape. And it's been a really useful way for me to see the landscape in a way that I don't think I would have been able to if I wasn't an artist. And it's also really helped me connect with people in quite a warm way, because everyone loves doing art or thinking about art. And so to get to do workshops with people or talk about my art with people has been a really nice way to connect with people. And it's given me an identity here that it's nice to be, you know, I am suddenly the artist. And a, a good example is my husband, he works at a this amazing iconic sheep station, Snowden, up the Rakaia Gorge. And they do lots of farming stuff there, including um, shearing at shearing time. So I went to go and sit in the wool shed and work on my art there. And it was this amazing experience because I was here in the space that is really special to New Zealand and really iconic. And I didn't think I'd ever be there, but there I was. And I was able, I had that luxury of being able to just really concentrate and watch what people were doing to draw it and paint it and focus on it and see it and to have that reason or way to be there as an artist and to be connecting with the people there was just um, a really special way to kind of be in that space. Yeah. Have you experienced something like that as well? Yes. So when I was in Japan, I wanted to go to an art university. So I went to art school for two years and we sat down on the same table and then everyone do everyone do the same thing and for four hours, five hours. 
exam was like at、uh, exam was like pencil drawing for four hours, watercolors for three hours, design for three hours, th- making um three D、wow. dimensions for three hours plus study points. And I did really hard, and I failed twice in law, so I just gave up. At the、um, art school, I went to the, one day. I went to、um, art school for trial, and I just did so hard for three hours. And the first things my teacher said was,、uh, "This is not a picture." So that's my confidence all broken,、mm. and I stopped doing art back then. And I came back to New Zealand. I lived in Dunedin for three years. I went back to art again, only once. But everyone said like, "Oh, your art is amazing!" Or you know, encouraging so much. So I just getting confident back in a little bit by a little bit.、Uh, I still do my art and my hobby, hobby in a free time. And last year, I joined the Halloween Artist Collective, and I sold my art and I got the prize last year. The art. Art week, and I just couldn't believe it. And then, since then, I just getting back my confidence a little bit, a little bit more. And I was so afraid to say I am an artist, but I can say it now. I am an artist <laughs> now, so that's great. So New Zealanders really open to everyone. No, to be an artist, that's a great thing、yeah. for me. That's fantastic.、Mm. Yeah. So in a way. Um, art helped you connect to Selwyn, but also Selwyn helped you connect to art. Yes, I yes. think so. Yeah, very、ways. much. Yes, yes, yes.、Mm. Yeah, that's really true.、Mm. Yeah. And does that relate to your connection exhibition you have coming up in August? Yes. So we are going to have exhibition. It's called Connection because we just made a new group and we all got there because of con- the art connection. I'm going to share a panel with my friend, art friend, and then she, we do、um, connection between the two、uh, artists as well. It'll be really good, won't it? It's coming up.、Yeah. I think we've got about twenty odd artists contributing art from our art group. So we went from so yeah, Sarko didn't know any artists. I don't think in Selwyn. Yes. And I only knew I think one other person, and we thought surely there's. More artists in Salwyn, so we started up the Salwyn Artists Collective,、yes. and I think we've got about fifty members now.、Mm. We're getting together as a group to do an exhibition, and we're working on a collaborative project, and we have art up in different spaces around the district, and working on different projects, and it's just this really vibrant,、yes. exciting thing. Yeah, yeah.、Mm. Well, that leads me into my next question: Do you have any current or upcoming art projects that you're involved in?、Yeah. At one of our last art meetings, I mentioned that I would really be interested in、um, learning how to do Japanese woodblock printing. So that's if you、uh, think about、um, some of you, your listeners might know the picture Hokusai's Great Wave, which is quite this iconic Japanese、uh, woodblock print. And I would really like to learn how to do that, but it's quite technically challenging. And so Asako came up to me after the meeting, and she was like. Well, why don't we just do it? <laughs> we'll just figure it out together how to do it. We can meet once a month,、yes. work in my studio, and I'm sure between the two of us, Asako says we can、um, figure out how to do Japanese woodblock printmaking. Especially because I presume Asako has some background knowledge, being from Japan. I'm hoping. Yes, yes. <laughs>、uh, I I watched YouTube and ha- I know how to do it. It's a teamwork job, and takes a long time to do it. We don't need the、uh, material, so I just bought bought the material from Japan just after we decided to do it together. 
So that's so exciting. And yeah, because I tried once when I was in Dunedin to do Japanese book printing, but I wasn't really encouraged enough to, to push me um, mm-hmm. to do all by myself. So, so it's good to, to do together. Yeah, to tackle something like that as a team. Mm. Yeah. Now let's talk a bit about what it was like to grow up in both of your countries. So what was it like growing up in Malaysia suddenly? Well, I think it was, if I compare it to Selwyn now, I suppose it was it was far more sensory. Like there was way more colours, there was way more people, there was strong smells, there was the heat. You know, you would go down to the morning markets and there would be live fish and people bargaining and lots of vegetables and fruit and just that what you can imagine from a tropical country and the colour and the heat for me because I was spent most of my time as a child there it was a place of lots of family and of course Malaysia is very famous for its food so a lot of really good food yeah, especially because it's a bit of a mixing pot of different cultures so there's great Indian food and Malay food and Chinese food and then they're really good at all the other foods from around the world. Yeah, I grown up in Osaka. It's the second biggest city in Japan, and that was really busy. Every single movement, you have to wait you know, in the queue. So um, when I grown up there, everyone's so busy. No, My dad um, is not too bad, but um, they go to work in the morning, like 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, and they come back like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. Wow. That's long a long day. Yes, it's a long day, and then it's normal. And then even kids, they go to um, crime after school, no crime school, like three days a week, that kind of thing. So it was a bit um, busy for me. So when I came to New Zealand first, I was 15, but first time I l- lie down on the lawn... In Bearford, that was just amazing experience. I still remember that is my spotlight, <laughs> my yeah, extended student memory. Mm. Yes, yeah, so it's very different. I like going back to Japan, but I probably don't want to live there. Yeah, so especially city side. Yeah. Mm. So Selwyn would be your home. Yes, so far. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Selwyn's amazing. I think. Um, it's interesting you talking about being barefoot outside. I think mm. of being here. It's also I spend a lot more time outdoors than mm. I would in Malaysia. Mm. Uh, Malaysia is a beautiful country, but it's it's hot and things can bite you. You, know? yeah. you just don't end up, and it's quite built up in areas, so you don't spend as much time outside like you mm. do here, where I go walking with my dog by the rivers and down long roads, and you have mm. you know a whole landscape just to yourself. Sometimes you're yeah. the only person in it. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Yeah. Mm. Even walking on the middle of a concrete no road, it's okay in New Zealand. But in Japan, like, watch out, watch out. <laughs> no, yeah, it's crazy to do it. Mm. You have to have your wits about you, it sounds like. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so what would your typical day be like here in Selwyn and compared to what your day was like in Malaysia or Japan? I, I'm a house mum at the moment, so I just spend time with kids and then... When they go to bed and or when they go to school and I have my art time, but it's not that really hard and no, it's just so relaxed. But in Japan, like everyone expects you to do something or something working or you no. Know, I would say 
and Sullivan Hill. Sometimes I just don't want to cook, and they just lie down on the couch and then <laughs> order fish and chips, and that's okay, right?、Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that kind of relax relax moment I love. <laughs> no one expects you to be you no know, perfect mom. Or,、hmm. Oh, that's really interesting to、mm. hear that perspective. My day is I have、um, two primary school age children, so getting them up and off to school, drop them off, and then I usually take the dog for a walk in one of those. Places that we talked about often by the Selwyn River, and then I come home and have a studio. We we converted part of our garage into this beautiful studio space, and so I'll make a cup of tea and go down there and work for a few hours down there, planning a new line of cut print or working on it, or sometimes hosting art workshops there.、Um, and then suddenly, very quickly, it's time to go pick up the children again. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that'd be quite different to、yeah. a life in Malaysia. Oh yeah, and I, in some ways, it's a little bit apples and pears. In that, I only lived in Malaysia as a child, and when I've been back, it's been for family holidays. So it's comparing, ah,、uh, you know, your holiday place, day to day life to your not holiday place, day to day life. So yeah, of course it's different. But I suppose what I mentioned before about spending a lot more time outdoors here, I do miss the food. Um, yeah, <laughs> I thought you I might. Yeah, yeah. Asako and I were talking about we might go have lunch somewhere afterwards. We、yes. might try and find some Malaysian food, mm, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> sounds delicious. <laughs> so, where can people listening find you both on social media? And do you want to talk a bit more about your Instagrams and websites? You can find my website sunliartist dot com, and then I also have a Facebook page and an Instagram page, both under Sunli Spicer Artist, and I try and post on them. The process on what I'm working on, which I find I really like watching other artists and seeing the steps of how they do their art, and so I try to put a lot of effort into sharing that on my page, and people seem to really enjoy it. And so even if people aren't、um, necessarily on my page to buy art, which is fine, people just have that feeling when they look at art of going, "Oh, I wish I could do that, or I'd love to do that." And I think when you can break it down and say. This is what I'm thinking about this next step, or this is how it's working out, or this is what surprised me, or this is what didn't work out, or this is how I'm going to try to tackle this problem. It becomes much more less mysterious. I think there's sometimes a mystique added to art that、um, makes it feel a little bit inaccessible. Through what I share, I try to break it down as something that actually anyone can really have a go at and enjoy. And I have an、um, Instagram and a Facebook account. It says under Asako Region Art. I started like last year, but、um, it's really good to see separate separate my main account and the art account separated. You know, when I'm in the mood and I can see that all the art in one page, and that's really good. And I often follow my friend, art friend from there,、um, my art group, and then it's good to me to know like what they are doing, even without seeing. So that stimulate me and like oh that's a really cool, cool idea or you know so yeah that's sometimes make make my day. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for your time today. It was、um, fun learning about your journey coming to Selwyn and hearing about your art adventures. So my last question for you today is: How do you say goodbye or farewell in your national language?、Uh, well, in Bahas Malaysia, it is Salamat Jalan, which is have a good journey. Salamat Jalan. Yes. In Japanese, it's sayonara, but that's also polite language. So、um, I say bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's a more like friendly saying. Yeah. 
So that's all for this Faces of Salmon podcast. Hope everyone has a great day. Kia pai te ra. Thank you.